Welcome back to Mic Check, the podcast with Laura Melissa. You've been listening for quite a while. And if you have not, you need to go back and listen to previous episodes because I have brought some really awesome people on the show. So if this is your first show, welcome. Let me just give you a little bit of background about Mic Check, the podcast. So, you know, God is so wonderful. He's just so gracious that he put so many awesome people in my life. And I just feel like there's so many people in the world that everyone should get a chance to meet the people who have impacted, you know, just impacted each other. And um, I have a desire and passion for broadcasting, just talking, um, being on camera. And I was like, let me just create a podcast where I bring some really amazing people on this show. Um, they are world changers, everyday leaders, mentors, sisters, brothers, entrepreneurs, all of that. Um, and just bring it to you um, raw and uncut. And that's what this is. So um, who do we have up next? I know you are anxious and wondering who is here in the studio. Well, we have my brother and my sister, Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Hey, 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 hey y'all. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Individually known as Miss Tova, Mrs. Tova Jones. Yes, get it right. And Mr. Samuel Jones. Hey, that's me, y'all. Yes, yeah, my radio voice. <laughs> but what's your rap name, though? Samuel. <laughs> yeah, y'all, we get like a, a we get a lot. What is this like a, a triple triple threat here? I know. He is Too like much. a rapper, uh, a counselor, um, uh, a preacher, a preacher, an entrepreneur, just right. all of that. And at the end of the day, I'm just me, Samuel C. Jones. Hey, but together they are um, affectionately known as the Jones, Jones Unit. So, um, man. We're going to we're going to talk about legacy a little bit later on. Um, but there is this new show out right now on the own network called Love Is. And I am mm. I don't want to say I'm obsessed, but I am obsessed. You are. <laughs> it is such a great show. You got show. me watching it. Good. And I'm, I'm really glad I'm trying to get more people on board because we really have to support. I guess shows that are produced yeah. by produced, directed, written by black black uh, people. Yeah. Um, but the basis of that that show, if you have not watched it, is um, just they're telling the stories. A, a couple they're entering into their twentieth year anniversary, and they they've decided to document their the, their love story. Mm -hmm. um, and I bring that up because um, you all are just um, an amazing couple. I want you all to share the love your love story because Tova, you out here, you a cougar, right? Right now, yeah. <laughs> I went to the playground. I was like, "Come here, little boy." <laughs> no, he's only two years um, younger than me. Go oh ahead, my though. goodness! Here we go. go Tell ahead. the people how y'all met, like, or or who saw who first? Who, who you know, who said I love you first? I want to know all the you know stuff. Make me feel like <laughs> butterflies inside. Sure, well, it's uncommon for the guy to start, so I'll do the uncommon thing. What? Uh, uh, in my narration of the story, um, I saw uh, this young lady on the bus one day, the Rapid Line 50, all the way at Grand Valley State University. And she had, you know, a couple bags. You know, there's an area of dispute here because she would tell you that it's two bags. I imagine that it might have been five or six. It was only two. Um, and that in those five or six bags, again, this is my narration, um, I believe that I attempted to help her and assist her with her bags. I asked her, hey, did you need some help with your bags? Taking on the bus. And of course, she was like, ah, 
no, I'm good, you know. <laughs> and uh, in that, uh, I was like, oh, well, well, I guess you just this grown woman and all that. And I guess you don't need no man. You don't need no man. <laughs> um, but uh, in that, I said, okay. And, you know, long story short, um, that pretty much knocked me off for about, uh, about eight to nine years. Um, and uh, I just went ahead and got in the dating world. And, and then, long story short, my brother, um, who was at the time going to the church that we both attend now, um, had been keeping an eye out on this young lady who what? was singing on the praise team, right? It's amazing when you find somebody that, you know, someone else is looking for and watching and uh, for you, in a sense. And I didn't have no thought or thought process about Tova at all um, at the time. I didn't. Um, but I think that when someone else is watching the person that you could particularly meet or be um, and have a relationship with, that's good because they're watching for character. They're watching for all oh, those things. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so... I, uh, he had been watching, he'd been telling me about this young lady that I might've knew back in college. And I was like, eh, I'm all right. I'm good right now. I'm just trying to live <laughs> my single season. And then in that, I, uh, um, it was one day I was at a, at a uh, church and I went with my pastor at the time, um, uh, pastor Terrence e. Lachey of Grace for the Nations. And, uh, um, and I was, uh, going to this concert and this choir came out, you know, in red robes. It was sharp, you know, <laughs> and it was like, this is Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church of Flint, Michigan. And we're in Grand Rapids. I'm like, oh, that's dope. And then I see this young lady in the choir stand. And I'm like, man, she kind of dope, you know? And they got their choir robes, you know? Ain't nothing you can see. You know, ain't no you know, silhouette or nothing, right. you know? But you can just see this young lady and she was singing. And I was like, who is that? And I was like, she looked familiar. And long story short, I um, ended up finding up it was Tova. And I, you know, of course, approached her on Facebook and, and, and that is the story. Oh, you slid in the DM. Yeah, All the way slid in the DM. Goes <laughs> down in the DM. And I tried to curve him real quick. <laughs> Even in the DM? Listen. In the DM. Back then, I had just got, not just, it was probably like two years I had previously got out of a relationship. And my mind was the farthest away from being in a relationship. Like, I had planned to move to Baltimore. Like, I was out of here. I was like, goodbye, Grand Rapids. Goodbye, Michigan. And so when he came into the DM, I was just like, oh, hey, He's like, can we, um, you know, go out? I was like, mm, my schedule's kind of tight. All I got is a Monday. And he was like, perfect. I was like, dang it. And so <laughs> we funny. met, we um, went, we, our first date was at Big B. And we went there and I came like five minutes early. And I was like, if he's one minute late, I'm leaving. <laughs> like, I'm talking about if I was to meet him at seven, at seven on one, I'm driving off. And sure enough, when I pulled up at 650, he was there. Timely. Wow. Time. I couldn't leave. So, okay, what, how did you know he was the one? So, like, what was the moment you were like, okay, like, he's the real deal. She's the real deal. I think for me, it, it took a lot. So you asked who was the first one to say, I love you. Mm -hmm. He was the first one. And then um, what did you say? Did you freeze? You know, I didn't. I was like, oh, thank you. And I kept the conversation going. Like he didn't, he didn't seem no type of way about it because we had already had a previous discussion that we weren't going to say, I love you until we were ready. And so he was just ready before me. Mm -hmm. um, but I knew he was the one um, actually... 
after taking some time to go on like a small consecration, probably like for four days, I turned off my phone. I got on social media. I didn't go anywhere. And it was just me and God kind of sorting through some different things, you know, about my past, about past relationships, about my mother and my father being divorced and generational curses and stuff like that. And I really had a full blown out kind of argument with the Lord and was like, okay, God, you know how I feel about him. If he's not the one, I don't have time for this. Like remove him out of my life. Like don't kill him, but like just remove him. I don't want to do anything that's not in your will. And I don't want to be with nobody that's not for me. And after a three-day process, right when I was off consecration, my mom called and she was like, I just had a dream. And I was like, what? What? (laughs) your dream? That's me. (laughs) And she was like, I had a dream that Sam proposed to you and you said yes. And your mom? My mother. Now, you know my mom. That's not even nothing she would really say. At all. And I just bust out crying. And she was crying. And she's like, Tova, whatever you're going through, whatever apprehension that there is, he's the one. And everybody that you um, hold hold yourself accountable to has confirmed. And you're the last one to know. So... And I think what she spoke into is something that's we need to be more reflective of as men as well, like being prepared in your single season. Like we talk about women all the time in single seasons, right? But what about the men? Like how do you prepare? It was a nine-year process between the time that I first saw her and approached her and then seeing her again, actually approaching her again, you yeah. know? Um, and in that process, you know, of course, I went on dates and had girlfriends <laughs> and all of that, just like any other guy. But, you know, I had to deal with a lot of things in my own self, you know, self-confidence, uh, dealing with, you know, okay, how do I approach women in a way that they need? What do they actually need for support? How do I actually develop my own self um, and all those things? And I think that that time is what I needed and what I would encourage any other guy to take, you know, do your do the things that you're supposed to be doing, like build your own self-capital, build, you know, your own career, build, you know, the things that you want to do. So that way, the woman that you're looking for, the woman of your dreams can actually come in. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Um, <laughs> do you think that the the man should have equal that the woman has, or more than the woman has? And when I say more than, I'm I mean like, um, like if if the woman owns a house, he has to own a house. If a woman has a good job, he has to have a good job or a better one. You know, like, do you think that the like people can meet each other, know that they're the one, and in that sense, not be equal in terms of assets or or things like that? I could speak from the woman's point of view, <laughs> and I'm sure Sam will have a different one. For me, um, being equally yoked is more than just um, the, the, the physical, the, the Christian organization, or like we both go to the same church, or we both love God. Exactly. Being equally yoked has a lot to do with equal ambition, equal responsibility, equal... Um, mutual love for one another. When it comes to physical properties like money and providing, um, I wouldn't say that they have to have a house if you have a house or they have to have millions if you have millions, but it needs to be either your ambition is equal or we're going to build together. So it's not like... um. I have a house and you don't even have a credit score to get a house. (laughs) Like it needs to be somewhere in the middle of, okay, 
if I need you, if I was homeless or if we were broke or, you know, if our house burned down or, you know, if anything, any circumstance can happen, I should feel as a woman that you can provide for me, not just pay the bill for dinner, <laughs> but that you have enough ambition or enough uh, power or um, will to go ahead and take care of me um, and us as a family, just because God brought Eve to Adam after he had provision. Mm -hmm. So he had a place. He was working. He was naming animals. Right. Like it wasn't like Eve came on the scene. Adam didn't know who he was. That's didn't good, know what Tova. was he was supposed to be yeah. doing. He knew exactly who he was, what his role was, and how he was going to provide. Yeah. So. And that really is the three Ps, you know, for me provision protection and purpose and and for any guy if you can have those three things when you're thinking about even equally yoking yourself to another um another individual you know that'll get you into a place where you can have you know the promise which is you and your you and your wife and so i think that it's important that if you're going to be in a place just like my wife said you know going to a place where you want to be with that significant other you are walking equally with that person in a place where you can go to meet the promise of whatever it is you are called to do together so and that is a conversation because what i feel should be provided for me as a woman with sam could be different for you lauren Mm -hmm. or different for whoever else is listening. Right. That's just a conversation that you and your potential spouse should have or when you're dating, like, what does this look like for me? What does providing look like for me? This is good. So we're going to talk um, a little bit about um, people's fear of marriage. Some people don't want to get married because they're like, oh, man, cheat. Oh, you know, cheating is a thing. So, like, how do you make a marriage um, affair-proof, cheat-proof? Like, what's the... That's a, that's a great question. I mean, I think that's a science that a lot of people haven't haven't figured out. You know, um, I, if I'm speaking for me and my wife, you know, part of it is like keeping the communication lines open. Yes, you're going to be mad. Yes, you're going to have issues. But how do you satisfy each other's needs, wants, desires, um, not just sexually, but beyond that in a way that says, okay, emotionally, when you're going through these things, what are your triggers? You know, what are the things that make you feel the way that you do that you, in some cases, would go cheap? What makes you feel in a way that someone else can fulfill a need that I can't um, and vice versa? Go ahead. Yeah, I think for me, the only way to make your marriage a fair proof is God. <laughs> because our self our selfish desires want certain things. Um, and as well as keeping the communication open. But when God is the center of your relationship, I know that Sam loves me like the Bible says he should love me as a husband. He loves me as Christ of the church. Christ doesn't cheat on the church. And so you have to make sure that both spouses, that we're in the perfect will in our marriage, that um, he loves me as Christ of the church and I love him equally, that I'm, you know, submitting to him. And if there's ever a desire that I shouldn't have, it needs to be exposed. Like the Bible talks about we're overcome by the word of our testimonies and what we're going through. A lot of times cheating and infidelity happens because there's no communication and you're trying to hide mm -hmm. that feeling like, oh my God, I can't tell my wife that I'm not being fulfilled right now and that I'm having lustful desires of someone else. No, bruh. <laughs> so let's come here. I'm feeling this kind of way. 
you know, and we need to discuss it. Why am I feeling this way? How can we stop me feeling this way? Um, but another thing, marriage doesn't cure lust. Marriage doesn't cure yeah, infidelity. Good. Marriage doesn't cure. It just makes it bigger. So if that's something that you're dealing with on the offset, like, you know, you love multiple sexual partners, marriage is not going to cure that. You got to get some inner healing and some Jesus, a little bit more Jesus to help you with that. But honestly, having God as a center and keeping communication open, even it's going, even if it's going to hurt your spouse, like I need you to know that I'm looking at this person. I'm having inappropriate text messages I'm in the DMs that I shouldn't be. I need you to know this so we can fix this. It can be exposed. It can come to the open and we can work. Just for context purposes, because I, I failed to ask how long you all have been married. Yeah, we've been married for four years. Four years. And how old were you both when you got married, if you care mm-hmm. to share? I was 27. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 20, 25. 25? 25, That's pretty young for a male to get married. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it can Were, were be. your friends married at that point? Well, here's here's the context for me. Um, you know, I come from a two-parent home, 40-plus years of marriage. Um, brothers both married for at least, you know, five-plus, six-plus, seven-plus years. And then everybody around me in my family mostly married. Like, we didn't really have a context of, of what divorce looks like, a context of um, um, people who weren't young that didn't get married. My parents got married at 19 to 21. You know what I'm saying? So in that aspect of age, the maturity aspect of uh, of those you hang around and people you're always around, be like, well, I'm I'm like prepared to do this. <laughs> yeah. So family history matters. Like you know, if even for you knowing you were you are going to marry Tova, who did did you have a two? You didn't have a two parent home, right? Mm-hmm, nope. And so, what were some of the things that you had to? I don't want to say deal with or kind of work through knowing that you were about to marry someone who did not have a father figure in the home. Sure. So that's a, that's a deep one. Um, <laughs> I think that, I think in our, in our relationship, and I'll speak from that perspective, um, because I knew that Tova didn't um, have the greatest relationship with her father, you know, growing up, that kind of helped me frame, okay, what is it to be, to show what a man should be and look like? Um, in our relationship, you know, how do I make sure I'm providing? How do I make sure I'm paying for dinner? How do I make sure I can be someone that shows her she can be secure with me, so she can share her innermost feelings? Um, not from the perspective of being a father, but just being a man. Yeah. Um, and and working through those things in our relationship, that's where a lot of those, sometimes those stresses came in for me. And I'm like, okay, like, man, she's not responding the way I think she should, you know, but I had to take into perspective that, hey, she didn't have, you know, the greatest relationship like that growing up. And so in that, it helped me understand how to just be a man and support her um, the best way that I could, um, as well as dealing with my own. Yeah, that's, I mean, because, I mean, society today, you have more women out here that grew up in fatherless homes. So that is an important piece. And for the record, y'all, I'm asking them questions. I did not create this podcast for it to be like an interview session, but (laughs) every time I get some dope people in here and we just start talking, I'm like, oh, I want to know more about this. And I'm a single woman, y'all, so I'm trying to get all the wisdom I can get today. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking about society, I was um, scrolling on Facebook and I saw a meme or kind of like, you know, how they, you know, make those little quotes or something like that. So it was a little quote about, you know, women can be with a man for 
10 years and he will leave you, but get with somebody and been with, be with him for six months and turn around and marry him. Look, sis, he don't, he don't want you. You can't make him want you. He knows what he wants. And so, I, man, that stung for me because I just think about um, Cameron and Juju mm-hmm. and how Cam, like Juju and Cameron were together for over 10 years. Yeah. And Cameron's a rapper, for those of you who don't know. Um, and then popped up one day and was like, it's not fun no more and like left her. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yo, like, that has to hurt. So, like, how can how can we, like, what would you say to those that are listening, women, men, whatever, as a man that's doing that or a woman that's allowing that? Like, what the heck? Well, first off, in marriage, you have to continually grow and continually have aspirations. Because when you stop growing, when you stop challenging each other, when you stop looking for the next thing to do future-wise or supporting each other, and then in that, um, you grow complacent. Like, you have to work past that complacency spirit, in a sense. Like, something that tells you, okay, well, we've done this, we've achieved this, what's next? Oh, I'm bored. Oh, I can look at something else and do this, or I can look at that person and do that. And then all of a sudden, you let certain things enter in. Like, what about the growth? What about, what is the thing that you're reaching for in your marriage? And so, in many cases, a lot of marriages that end up failing, even in my experience of, you know, doing counseling and therapy, a lot of them just like, well, I want that new, next, shiny thing, especially as a man. Like, well, man, that look, that look good. That looks appealing. That looks, well, what's going on in my marriage is kind of like, oh, we argued yesterday, or she didn't fulfill this need, or that thing's going on. And then you start thinking about, oh, hmm, that next thing looks pretty good. And so that way it makes it easier because in your mind you justify all the things that look like they're broken and you look at that new shiny thing or that new shiny woman, excuse me. It's know? like that 80-20 rule. Yeah. For, what was that on that Tyler Perry movie when they were talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 80-20. Hey. Say, uh, Tova, what do you, um, what are your thoughts around that, like that social media post? Like, you know, so so you talk yeah. about marriage, like people do step out, but in, like in that case, like they weren't even married. Yeah. And we got a lot of people, you got a lot of women out here that are, um, serving these mm-hmm. men as if they are their wives. <laughs> yep. I would say for Juju and Cameron, because Cameron, they were an example. I think a lot of women kind of felt Juju's pain because as women, we're natural nurturers. And it's kind of like, I don't roll this long with you. I'm not about to let you go. What's that Beyonce song? Like, she gonna benefit everything that I put inside of you. And I feel like as women, sometimes we hold on knowing that this isn't the one because I've invested five years or I've invested three years or shoot, I invested a year. Like, I don't want nobody to take what I've invested in. And I think for Juju, that was her thing. And for Cameron, he was just like, I'm a ride, I'm a ride. But at the end of the day, I believe there was probably signals and signs in their relationship that he was like, I'm not going to marry you. Kind of like Jim Jones and, um... Yeah, what's her face? Christy. Christy. <laughs> and I'm just like, he said numerous of times, like, why get married? Why do we... So I'm like, as women, pay attention to those signs. And then it's up to you to stay after you see those signs. Don't be so love struck that you're not listening to exactly what the man said. Because men tell you in action and in word. We just what? don't listen to them, y'all. No, because we're like, I can change them. I can love them to life. <laughs> I can love them to the I can love them to the wedding. But no, sus. It ain't gonna work. It's not. Um, this question was for me. I had asked somebody this question the other day. How long should someone invest in the other person before taking it to the taking the next step 
as in like next step as in proposal, next step as boyfriend or girlfriend, before moving on and being like, you know what? Like, I don't really believe in like a five-year relationship. Like, I think at like year one, at least you should know, like if you really want to be in a relationship or be in a marriage. So like, how? Like, what do you think, the, uh, counselor? Well, before we, let's take a step back. Before you even decide or choose to invest, you have a plan. Okay. Y'all write this down. So, Step one. Step one. <laughs> have a plan. So if you individually have a plan, and not just saying, you know, some people are like, well, I got a book of things that this person has to meet that, that person has to do that, that person, then I can do this, do that. No. What's the plan? And then mutually speaking with the other individual, what are, what are y'all steps? What are y'all goals? What goals have you set? Because when you decide to invest, you're literally saying, I'm putting this of me or this part of me on you or in you, vest in, you know, right? So if you're going to do that, like you got to walk in those two steps first. And then when you're, when you're, when you're taking the kind of that investing step, you're talking with the other individual because it's not just you doing something into, you know, for or with or inside of that person. It's, it's, it's mutually exclusive. Like it's going both ways. And so if you're investing in each other, then you can decide based on your plan together what that is going to look like. You don't ever, especially in a relationship, do things one-sided because then you get into, well, I'm bringing 50%, I'm bringing 100%. Okay, F, you know, get rid of the percents. Right. Let's decide what we're going to actually do together um, and work towards for our future. If And I think for me, um, know your worth. Like, That's I'm key. not worth being in a five-year relationship. If you don't know, like, Sam, how long did you did it take for you to know that, number one, you wanted to be married and that you wanted to marry me? Some time. <laughs> how much time? Like, right, how a much time? time? So long, it took you two years to know that you was going to marry me? periodic. Well, no. So in terms of us, right, when it comes to just us, I knew right away. Right. You exactly. People know. You don't need five years to know. Right. And I'm going to say for those men that you knew who have gotten married, how long did it take them to know at least that they were their wife? Like, how long do you... <laughs> not long at all. Not long at all. So right. a man knows... What he knows. Just like you said, like a man knows when he don't want to be with you, yeah. he'll tell you. And a man knows yeah. they want to be with you, he'll tell and you. And for a long time with him, he was like, you're the one. And I'm like, how do you know? Right. I'm Because for no women, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, for women, it's okay for us to take our time because they're, they're, the man should be in pursuit of us, right? So when someone's in pursuit of you, then you're checking out like, okay, is this real? Is he consistent? Is he... But that shouldn't take five years because if it is why like why it don't take me five years to know that I want to I don't know go on a vacation or that right. I like Brazilian hair True. or you know right. like why does it take so long and I, and I do say it is a serious um commitment and a conversation but you know you kind of know just like you know he's not you know he is yeah, that's, so. that's true so we talked a lot about um, having ambition and passion and, and finding someone that matches you um you two are entrepreneurs um individually and as a unit um share share with the people kind of like what um 
why you all decided to kind of go into business together? And and you could let's start with that. Tell what businesses you have together, um, and then go into like, look, I know she wants to do this. I'm gonna support her in this, and knowing that you can be a silent party, you don't have to have your name on, on everything. So, so together we own the pop up shop GR, where we provide the brick and mortar feel without the bill for e commerce business owners, artists, and musicians. And so what that is. We own a um, space downtown um, where e-commerce business owners and artists and musicians can come and rent out space from us and use it to expand their brand, to attract new customers, and to test out their product. Um, individually, um, before the pop-up shop, I owned a boutique called Love Jones Plus Size Boutique. And as of now, I'm a freelancer, social media marketer with Lauren. <laughs> yes. Who? Yes. Who's, who's with Lauren. Really? Me? <laughs> oh, my God. When did that happen? None yet. Just know it's happening. <laughs> it's happening. It's going down. <laughs> right. And like I said, my wife, as my wife said, like I said, we own the pop-up shop, GR. Um, and in that, you know, in supporting her, seeing her dreams and aspirations come true, like we just talked about, like her goal was to not only just help and support women with a place to, you know, have plus size clothing, but also, you know, those business owners. And, you know, in that we had to figure out how we could best support, you know, her dream and what we would let go and what we would, you know, invest in. And, and I encourage any brother, like, you know, if your wife has a dream or your girlfriend, uh, your wife has a dream, <laughs> um, you know, support her, you know, and sometimes it's not about so much about your shine as it is about when she shine, you shine bright, duck, you right. know, so that's the key. Um, in terms of myself, um, I am a, as, as Lauren knows, a, a, a therapist um, licensed with the state of Michigan um, with the Wisdom Center LLC um, in that I also um, am bringing forth a app called It's a Vibe. It's a Vibe. Uh, it's a Vibe. Yay. Uh, two chains. Um, <laughs> it's a Vibe where it is uh, therapy for teens in the palm of their hands. So that app is coming um, 2019. Um, and so we're looking to continually benefit from um, supporting supportive investors with that app um, as I just got a chance to showcase that at 100 Ideas with Start Garden here in the city of Grand Rapids. So um, those are two things that I am doing and are on the horizon for me. I love it. I love it. I love it. And um, they also serve as confidants and um, a support system for myself. <laughs> um, so there's additional uh, there's additional uh, job responsibilities that they have. It's not an easy one for sure because um, I come to them with literally everything. And um, we love you. Yes, this yes, is like my do. family. <laughs> and so I was, you know, a part again, a part of this podcast is just to share wisdom um, from people who have poured into my life um, and for, for everybody to get the mic, you know, um, that's why it's called Mic Check. We, we're turning up the volumes, um, volume on everyday leaders, world changers, and Tova and Sam is certainly a representation of that. Um, everyone in the city knows them. I mean, they pulled up and they hugging what? babies, kids, they hugging people, people know what? them from, from <laughs> Flint. To Grand Rapids, <laughs> basically, you know, right. everywhere. And um, I'm just grateful. So um, where can people find you, uh, Miss Social Media? Well, right now you're on a hiatus. Right. Well, they can still find me um, on Tova Jones on Instagram, Tova Jones on Facebook. If you so choose, Tova Jones on Twitter. I'm not as active there. Um, but yeah, and if you want to check out the pop-up shop, um, www.popupshopgr.com.
Yep. And then for me, um, obviously it's at Samuel Jones, S-A-M-U-E-L, not U-A-L. Um, <laughs> his Hebraic. Uh, and then yeah. at uh, Wisdom Center Counseling on Instagram. That's and what? At Wisdom Center Counseling. That's what again? At Wisdom Center Counseling. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, and then, of course, www.itsavibeapp.com. Yes, I love it. Well, I just want to thank you both for taking time to come um, share some wisdom. Um, I'm going to call this like the relationship segment. Like I, d- I did it before. I was just like, we we're just going to talk. But, you know, I think relationship and relationship goals is like such a, a buzzword, a buzz phrase. And everyone's in pursuit of something, mm-hmm. but we don't stop to know how important it is to really um, take care of ourselves internally before we seek others um, because hurt people hurt people. And if we don't deal with our hurt, you know, we just continue to perpetuate the the societal issues that are happening with broken families. Yep, so, definitely. Um, so just thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to have them on the show for season two because by that time, they'll be... Um, probably a few more years under their belt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they might birth another business. You hey, never know. Birth, birth something else, you, you know. Hey, birth hey, hey. Baby. So we are excited for what's to come. So um, y'all stay tuned. Um, the next episode of Mike Check, the podcast with Laura Melissa will be dropping very, very soon. Another very important person that you need to listen to, share, repost, do whatever you have to do with this episode to get it viral because we want to celebrate black love. We want to celebrate black marriages, successful marriages, godly marriages, holy marriages, all of that in this episode. So love you all.